Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA Podcast on wearecavan.com. On today's show we're going to be just discussing, I suppose, Cork GA brought out a 2024 plan, so their, their five-year plan for Cork football. Uh, we're going to be discussing their plan and asking the question, you know, what exactly is Cavan's plan? Um, we're also going to be discussing with Paul Fitzpatrick, who joins me in the Celt. he done an article in this week's Anglo-Celt, a very controversial article, I have to say, where he ranked the top 20 clubs in the county. So we're going to be going through his rankings and telling you, Paul, exactly where you went wrong. Okay, yeah. If that's all right. Yeah, I'd be delighted. I just want to bring people's attention to um, a Die Hard's podcast that we've done. Some people who listen to the McAvoy's one may have seen on social media we were asking for Cavan supporters' earliest uh, GA memory. And um, there was a huge response on it. So we have that podcast up on our uh, Patreon site. So it's patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. If you subscribe there, you'll get to hear that. A huge, huge response and some great memories. But here's just a wee snippet of, of uh, one of the memories. First definite date that I, I can remember was the first Polo round grounds. of Ulster. Huh? The Polo Grounds. <laughs> the Polo Grounds. <laughs> no, the, the first round of Ulster, 1988, Cavan against Monaghan. I see a few people... It, it was their earliest memory. It was Damien O'Reilly's debut. Um, it was the day of my first communion. And um, I remember getting to the church and, and, you know, all suited and booted and whatnot. And then just um, getting some photographs, jumping into the car, going down to, to <laughs> Clonus. And, and it wasn't a strange feeling. Like, this wasn't, you know, it wasn't that, oh, God, my day's ruined. It was like, well, Cavan's playing. I'm, this is what we do. So it was normal to me at that at that stage, at seven years of age. But I remember standing on the hill behind the goals on the road end and uh, coming away very disappointed that, that Cavan had been beaten. Um, that was your first day getting the sacraments. Yeah. And your first day getting communion. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so moving on. Um, as I said at the, at the top of the show, Paul, I, I was... Interested, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I seen on Off the Ball where um, Cork GA brought down and made a big, huge media day of them launching Cork hashtag 2024. And it's just for Cork football. And some of the stuff that they're talking about in Cork is about, you know, not just giving equal resources to both Horland and football, but balancing up the 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 imbalance by maybe overloading on football, by giving football more resources. And the way that they're talking about it is is putting that five-year plan together. But um, the chairperson, her name... Tracy Lou, Kennedy. Tracy Kennedy came <coughs> together after Cork were beaten by Tyrone in the championship this year and decided Cork are in a horrible state here. We're going to have to do something dramatic. We need a plan to see what's going wrong and how come we're not competing and in three months, they've come up with this plan. So from from conception to 
it being released to the media, it was a three-month window, which was absolutely brilliant, and in fairness to them, a huge amount of work went into it. But I, I was kind of reading through the report, and I was saying to myself, they're talking about they're at their absolute lowest ebb, and they're, they're, they're worried about it, and they're going to put in huge financial resource, obviously, because they're employing additional people to make this plan happen. Um, but they won in All-Ireland in 2010. And in Cavan... <laughs> We haven't won one in 60 years and we're... Are we 60 years now? Down close 66. To 66. 67. So, we... But, now, my my question is, and, and this is a question to you, do you know, is there a plan like this in Cavan, but it maybe just hasn't been released or maybe it is out there and, and or uh, that I ha- wasn't aware of? Well, I know they're, they're working on the new strategic plan in Cavan um, to cover all aspects of the GA in Cavan. So no handball was was approached to to get their spec in for it, um, but it, it it I don't know. <coughs> excuse me, I don't know if there's actually a a specific plan for football the way there is in Cork here like this. Uh, it's a very impressive document, the Cork one. And what, what I liked about it, Tracy Kennedy talked about this notion of Corkness. She was saying like we need to get our Corkness back, and she even had a definition for it. And I think she defined it as something like um, that confidence. That's just on the right side of arrogance. That's right. And it's tied up in a belief that that um, everyone wants Cork to be the absolute best at everything. Yeah. And it, it was she. I thought she she nailed something there that maybe hadn't been expressed before. That there is a there is a Corkness. There is that swagger to Cork, like. And it's a lot of people don't like them, but yeah, there's a reason for um, why they're, they're being okay so successful. They're, they're successful in every sport. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. And you know. Maybe we need to get a cavernous back as well. Maybe so, but even drilling down into so one of the most interesting pages on it for me was where they talk about their four focus areas, and focus area number one was our schools and our clubs, and basically the way they they break it down is in each of the sections they say that there's a, a supporting pillars underpinning team change from to change to and then what they're going to do, the appointments they're going to make to try and change these up. So in their supporting pillars for clubs and schools, it's participation, competition, coach um, provisions and development. Then they're underpinning team for the uh, for the schools and for the clubs is drive performance by increasing standards at ground level. Change from players exposed to huge variations in coaching capacities um, allied with uncoordinated competition structures which hinder player development. That's the current state of play in Cork. Change two, exposing all our players to quality coaching environments that are supported by synchronised and well-structured competitions. And to do that, they're going to appoint two GDAs, Games Development uh, Games Development Associates? Administrators. <laughs> Administrators, maybe but they're going to appoint two of them to make sure that this happens. So there, there's where we are, where we want to be, and what we're going to do to get there. You know, there's there's three parts to each of these, and I think it's a, a great way to go on then into uh, focus area number two, our people. So supporting pillars, to PR, marketing, and match the experience. This is something that they want to change. The underpinning team is contemporary relationship with fans through improved digital and match day capacities. They change from the uh, conservative and traditional interaction and change to development of, cro- of Cork 
sorry, development of a Cork brand that will interact, that will interactive, sorry, I'll start again. <laughs> development of a Cork brand that will be interactive, live and synchronized or and synonymous with success. I'm gone altogether. <laughs> can't read anymore. But yeah, so basically they're looking for to, to, to put out a better match day experience, a better exposure to say, you know, this is Cork and we're going to be successful by this. So what they've done there is appointed a media relations officer, which is a, a big, big thing now. I think that's a great idea. It's not necessarily your, your PRO who can deal with the media, but it's making sure that the brand of Cork is put out there that that look at what we're doing in training look at what we're doing in development squads look at what we're doing during the games you know look look at cork as often as you possibly can please you know yeah, something yeah. and antrim are doing something very similar with our pr at the minute it's a great idea <coughs> absolutely i think calvin are looking at that uh, there's talk that calvin have appointed some sort of a brand manager or, um i think it's Alan yeah, I've heard that. I, have, I haven't heard the exact role, but it's... We might try and get Alan onto the podcast to talk about it. Yeah. At some yeah. stage. I think it's to do with fundraising and uh, branding and stuff like that. But I think it's important because in, in this day and age, in the sports landscape, it's so competitive, especially in Cork. Um, you, can't, you can't just sit back and, and hope the people are going to come now because it's not... It's not a, I don't think that's necessarily a failing in Cavan. I think that's just that... Things have changed. Society has changed, like, and people don't just necessarily flock to their to their local county team or their local GA club because there's a lot more. Distra- we talked on the other podcast about '97. Like '97 was unbelievable in terms of the numbers and the proportion of the county who was going to games. Mm. But what else was there? Like, I, for example, I, I was talking to a lad in Virginia a while back, and he was saying, "Look, he started playing underage football in the '90s, same as we did," and he said, "That time he only had Rammer or was Lorgan underage." Yeah. That was all you had. He said, now you've got <coughs> a soccer club, basketball club, um, a very, very strong rugby club, you know, among other things, all in the town. And they're all, it, So those options are there. I know the population's gone up. Yeah. Clubs and counties have to work harder than ever to, to win the hearts and minds. See, well, they have to sell it. Mm. And the best place to sell it is, uh, is through social media, through websites and, and, and that. So it is something that, that, that I think it's a great appointment. I think if, if Cavan are doing something similar with Alan O'Mara, that's a great idea. Absolutely brilliant. The third pillar, or the third, sorry, focus area is our county. So um, <coughs> this one's very interesting for me. The, the supporting pillars are that, one, it's talent identification and support. Two, it's the athletic support. Three, facilities. And four, scientific research. You know, very, very strong um, indicators into their the level of performance that they're currently at and how they're going to bring it forward and, and, and using those four pillars, they're going to make it better. So underpinning team is that high-performing teams to match a high-performing organisation. Change from uncoordinated deployment of resources with a history of frequent turnover, which I think is key there, mm. that they're rather than saying there's no consistency because the people are going all the time that the consistency may come with, with, with people staying longer in the roles. Um, change to professional high-performance unit serving all elite teams. And to their appointments to make sure that this happens are a high-performance director and a project coordinator. Like they're, they're There's a big investment going in here. It is, yeah. yeah. But seemingly Cork County Board are sitting on an absolute war chest of money. Now I know that the stadium is costing a fortune, but... But they address that in this. Okay. Where the stadium is 
separate. So what, what Cork GA have done is actually separated. The stadium is almost like a business within the business of mm. Cork GA. Yeah, it so looks like the Crow Park going to be running it now for a while. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's it, it, it's it's outside of Cork, although it is still Cork, you know what I mean? So yeah. essentially, the, the money that it's going to take to repay <coughs> the loans on on Parker Cueve won't affect Cork GA. So their sto- the war chest has has been protected, and that's a, that's a really shrewd move. Yeah, they're they're sitting on an absolute absolute millions and millions. I, I heard the figure before, and it's huge. So they probably have the reserves there to invest, and it, like, but they've done it, and you have to hand it to them. It, it looks like a good plan. Yeah, yeah. The fourth focus area <coughs> was our administration. So the supporting pillars are governance, organisation, and structure, and pillar two is the funding. So the underpinning team was provide tra- um, transparent and overt lead- leadership within Cork football structures and it's very clear that it's football only that they're talking about change from pockets of good leader pockets of good leadership evident around the county and change to leadership excellence at all levels and best practice standards of governance within the county and in order to do that they're going to appoint the junior administrator to oversee those those structures as well but that's only one page out of a 48 page document and we'll not bore the listeners too much on it but my point my point of bringing this up in Cavan is that Cavan should look at this now if if there isn't currently if we're not in the process or in the middle of a, a five-year plan let's put a plan in place to say Right, well, this is how we're going to get our county teams or this is how we're going to get more participation. Like, I'd love to, I, I, and I, again, I, I'm guilty of it. I should have asked or should ask the question, what exactly are the goals of Cavan GA? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't even know the goals. Yeah, yeah. Like, there might be a document there. I don't know about I know, I know they are working on a strategic plan, but, you know, if, if you take, say, Tyrone and Donegal at the minute, are probably the, and, and Monaghan, as much as it hurts me to say it, are probably the the uh, trendsetters in Ulster. Like, so there's a gap there. So to close the gap, we need to be doing more than them or doing what we're doing better. And yeah. if we're not, the gap is going to remain. So that's the challenge for Calvin. Yeah, yeah. Like, and even I remember reading a few years ago about, and I think I spoke about it on a podcast a few years. Derry putting together a five year plan about how they were going to improve their development squads, and in those five years, Derry have won I, I think three Ulster minor titles one on the 21 Ulster title or on the 20s last year maybe two in total but they've they've seen the success of that five-year plan coming through at underage already you know and I think it's something that that I in order in order to achieve anything I think you have to have a plan you have to have a written down and you have to have a, a deadline for it and also accountability within it that okay well we're going to do this this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it you know so the polo grounds you know right okay well we're going to have a pitch by the end of 2020 or whatever the case may be we're going to have two pitches by the end of but let's put dates on them let's close it off to say that like our development squads are going to start doing x number of sessions and we're going to make sure that they're physically developed and, and we're going to be testing them. Just give, give something that it's accountable, it's measurable and it's a plan that's down there in black and white and the whole of the Cavan GEA community know about it. That they can say, well, look, at this is what we said we were going to do. 
and why aren't we doing it? Or if we're doing it, well done, fair play to you. Is you're sticking to the plan. If the plan's not working, maybe you have to tweak it a little bit. But I'd love to see. I'd love to see a document like that released for Cavan. And yeah, it brings people. It brings people together. Like it gives you something that you can get behind. It's like a. It's like a flag, and you can say, right, let's get yeah. in behind it for the parade here. That's it. There is. There definitely is that element to it as well. Look, and it's the other thing. I remember. <coughs> I remember um, reading an interview with a Man United U team coach years ago, and he said that he always told all his players, you're aiming to be World Player of the Year. Your your goal is to win the Ballon d'Or. And you might only be an apprentice of Man United, and the odds against that is very, very high. But he said, if you aim for to be to win the Ballon d'Or and you don't quite get there, you're still going to have a pretty good career out of it. Yeah. He said, if you're just aiming to get a career, maybe to be competitive, and you don't get there, you've achieved very little. Yeah. And so, like, you know, if you put something like that and, and, a, and a, a plan, how we're going to win the All-Ireland... Okay, if we if we if the plan is followed to a T and we win All Ireland, great. But if we fall short of an All Ireland, but we win a couple of Ulsters or something, not bad either. Well, at least there's a plan. The other point that was made on on the um, on the document. Well, sorry, it wasn't a document. It must have been on the podcast. But by by simply putting this plan together and pushing it out there, that maybe sponsors and and businesses are more inclined to get behind it because okay, well, I. I I can see exactly what my money is going to be used for. I yeah. can see that this is going to be for part of a plan that's going to get Kavanaugh in an All-Ireland or aim Kavanaugh in an All-Ireland. So by putting a plan together, maybe you're giving more confidence to everybody around the county, both the people you're going to be asking for money, the volunteers you're going to be asking, the take teams, the clubs, that, well, look, we're part of a big, big movement that's got a plan to win an All-Ireland. And I think it's a, it's something that... It's well worth looking into and well worth, if it's done, the strategic plan that you're talking about, if that's done, publicise it. Brand it out there and, and, and talk about our Cavan-ness and, and, and the pride that we have in Cavan so that it's something that people are willing to get behind yeah. as well. Because the opening note from the chairperson, I thought, was it was motivational. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I'm very impressed with that lady. We'll move on anyway. That's that's uh, the, the, the plan for uh, for Cork and hopefully we see something like that for Cavan soon. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Paul, as I said, you're steeped in controversy. Yet again. Yeah. <laughs> you decided You decided to, if there wasn't enough hassle in your life, you decided to say, well, I'm going to rank the top 20 teams in the county. And based on your opinion, your opinion only. Well, you see, I hadn't, I hadn't the balls to rank the top 40. So <laughs> if it was top 40, you'd be, you'd be inviting a world of shit. But I didn't go that far. I went top 20. Yeah, so but, the, but currently, you've got 20 clubs that hate you. Well, yeah, but you've got twenty clubs at least at H. Every club that rings left them out. Every club that rings me up, I'm going to say you're number twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I have to say, when you told me the, the article about the article, the idea of it, I thought it was a great idea. I counted down, I think, Damien, from, from 20 down, I think. Hold on, I'm going to get me notes just <coughs> so I can I can tell you where you're wrong. Okay, well, I can always rely on you for that. Where did I find <laughs> it here? Well, I think, if I can remember rightly, Castle Rahan is number one. Well, I started at 20. Oh, right, okay. Well, I'm after giving away the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think nobody's going to be too surprised. Uh, by no, by the league and championship holders being number one, number twenty I've got Piltorbit. Uh, I think they've been pretty close in the last few years. They lost uh, to the eventual winners in a quarter final last year in a quarter final replay. The year before that, they lost uh, by a point in a replay to Bally Hayes. Am I right in saying yeah? Yep, no and then the year before that, they lost to a late goal against Arva in the semi final, and they won it. So Piltorbit are very close. Uh, sorry, but. Sorry, I'm wrong, but I have Piltorbit at 19. I changed that uh, for the print edition. So at, at 20, I've got Baileyborough. I think they'll be they'll be happy enough with their season's work. Beat Mullerhorn in the championship, held Lara to a draw in the quarterfinal. I think they should be improving. So Baileyborough is at 20, but Torbert's at 19. At 18, for me, Bally Hayes. Now, I think at full strength, they have a senior standard panel, or definitely close enough to it. Certainly, before the senior was cut down to 12, they were definitely good enough to be in there around 12, 13, 14. Um, and they were very unlucky to drop out of the out of the top tier in 2016, like playing Calvin Gales in the playoff. Yeah, very, very Freak difficult. Of nature. Um, and they came back strong, got to an intermediate final, the hard way, coming through tough games, but were caught on the hop by Shercock. Shercock were class on the day, beat them, and they just it was like putting a pin into a balloon. I think they lost all momentum and motivation. So big year for Bally Hayes. I have them at 18, but I, like if if they were on top form. Um, they could win the championship, but last year they, they needed to win their last game to stay in it at all. So, um, but yeah. I, that's why they're not a bit higher. Eighteen at seventeen, they've got the bridge. They're improving. It possibly should be higher, but they just haven't picked up the big scalps yet, in my opinion, to confirm their arrival as an up and coming team. But their the potential is there, and they're in the they're in the intermediate semi final for the first time in uh, in forty years last year. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So you can't argue with that. Sixteen. I'm giving you, I'm giving you a thumbs up so far. Okay, sixteen. Arva. Now again, similar to Bally Hayes, I think uh, they were five or six years on the road and going right through until championship finals all the time. I think they just ran out of steam and they were shocked in the quarter final by the bridge when a lot of people fancied them. Um, got a lot of injuries last year at the yeah. wrong time as well, and they've lost Johnny McCabe. So I don't know if he'll be back in time for championship next year or not, but he won't be around for a while anyway. Yeah, he's found on the other side of the world. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I have them at 16. At 15, Lara, <coughs> still a young side. Need to be careful of falling into the trap that Calvin fell into for a couple of years there. Next year is our year. It has to be this year. And I think Lara last year, the problem they probably had was they peaked too early. Um they played the Ulster League, won it, uh, got promoted from, from the All County League. Yeah. Played well enough in the group stages, but coming into the knockout stages, like th- I saw them against Baileyborough twice. Even though they won well the second day, they weren't that impressive. Um, so Lara need to peak for the championship. They, yeah, they just need to time that run. Time that run. Like Cuchullins were in the final last year, Lara beat them in the group stages. Um, but I've got Cucullins at 14. And I, I think for, apart from that fade out in the last 15 minutes of the championship final, 
I think they, it was a positive year for them. Like they, they regrouped after going down, impressed greatly at times. Um, probably inconsistent within games. Yeah. Probably probably could be fitter. Um, I would say like they probably probably for the players they have, um, they probably could could do a bit more work on that end of it. Yeah, if you were looking back on the county final, you probably w- now whether it was fitness or maybe just. Uh, I don't know, mental fitness, one or the other, their legs seemed to look like they were going in the last 15 minutes of that game. I thought that, and you could see it within games, they were starting games like a, like a steam train at times and then fading away. Uh, at 13, I've got Balanya. Like, Balanya could win the Intermediate Championship at a canter, I think, or they could be in a relegation battle. It just all depends on, on, on uh, how they approach this. They've lost Niamh McDermott, but I did hear a rumour that he's in Australia that he might be back in July. Okay. Which would be a great help for them. Um, they they were an agent like they were senior, call. senior champions six years ago. Yeah, but they were an a- five and a half years ago. They had, they were sitting with celebrating Christmas with the cup, you know. But they were an agent team, and it, they they have brought through young lads now under the radar, good young players, and they reached the under twenty division two final. So I'd have to say, if you had said this to me, put Balanya ahead of Cuhollins or Lara, maybe even Arva six or eight weeks ago, back before I seen the under twenties championship, I'd have said you're 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 wrong. Balanya is going down and, and going further down. But there's a few young boys coming through there that are that are explosive at Cormac Timoney and Kyle Tyler and um Sean Keaton and they have they've some good footballers there, Gavin Smith, that I think they've enough coming through to complement the older boys to to hold themselves up at yeah, that top I, end of intermediate. I think so. And even you take you're talking about the older boys, you're talking about the likes of Podge Riley and Kevin De Bun and all those fellas. They're not thirty six, like you know, they're they're thirty one, thirty two these lads. So there there is a year or two more in them. And ah, thirty six year olds <laughs> Paul the gunner will take your head off. <laughs> you probably would anyway. <laughs> the the uh, the other thing is the team who goes down from senior generally uh, the amount of times I've heard they'll go down again, they'll go down again. Sometimes they do, but other times they come back. I'm, like there was people saying Mullahorn will go down again. Yeah, you know people were looking at, it, but uh, they're, oftentimes they're not as bad as they look when they go down. It just everything yeah, looks yeah. terrible when you get relegated. At twelve, I've got Shercock. The way I started by little piece of text, what it was, I said, "Oh, we have little faith." I expected Shercock to get relegated last year. I'll be honest, but they have fully deserved to, to retain their place in senior. Um, like the numbers are not huge, but. They've got good enough quality for with what they have. Like if you take the likes of Brian, uh, Killian Clark, Brian Sankey, Damian McIntyre, Niall Clark, and they've all played senior football at Cavan mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Not too many clubs there would have four players that have been Don't in around believe. the panel in the last couple of years. So yeah, and then they're surrounded by the, the few extra that are physically strong as well, like Ryan Clark and Philip. Is it? Yeah, Clarkin as well. Like they have a physically imposing. Like. Yeah, yeah. Riley at full back as well. Like there's there's enough there for them to hold on, but the two or three injuries to them could be detrimental. Yeah, oh, it could be could ruin them. Yeah, but they probably would need it to bring through a player or two. But they might have one or two coming through. Um, at eleven, I've got Mullahorn. Uh, great year for Mullahorn. Very strong group of young players coming through there. Yeah, um, I could see Mullahorn keeping the momentum going and, and doing well again in senior um, certainly last eight at least uh, at 10 I've put Coothill their their problem is consistency like if you look at last year's championship they they uh, they started off by losing by six points to Casaran up in Virginia 
Then the turnaround beat Crush Law. Then I remember writing a preview and I said, they're playing lack in, in Valley Hayes. It was lovely weather at the time. I said, big pitch. Yeah, they're going to score heavily here. Yeah. They scored four points. Yeah, it was a great prediction. Next day out, I said, right. They're out. Could they'll never score again. Could Hiller misfire in here. The attack's not working. I said, four points. They mightn't score much. They scored 5-9. <laughs> so they're, they're extremely inconsistent. Like, they beat Kiligary in that game. They, they have a solid squad and a lot of gifted individuals but and firepower, but they haven't been able to string or run a form together to allow them to fulfil their potential. Like mm-hmm. They need to be consistent if they're going to improve. These big results and then poor results and then big results, it's not... It's not their, far, their graph is just stuttering. They've plenty of ability, you're right on that. Like There's no, there's no doubt in their ability and that shows in the highs of their performances, but it's... It's the desire, maybe, yeah. that that creates the dip. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say you could be right. I'd say you could be right. Now, my my information is that that the manager felt he wasn't getting full buy-in from the players, and that's why he, he's, he's got the man in Harps. Yeah. So, um, <coughs> they're in the hunt, are they? They're in the hunt. At nine, I've got Kingscourt, which is the lowest they'll have been in the last decade. I'd say. Like they won the championship in in 2010. We're now going into 2019. I wouldn't say they've ever been this slow, but I think they're in transition. Like they had two wins from four in the group stages last year. They're pretty well beaten by Casaran in the quarter final. Now the spine of the team, like if you take James Farley, Park Faulkner, Philly Tinley, Toasty Clark, Barry Riley, Joe Dillon, the spine of the team is still good. It's as good yeah. as the spine of most teams. Um, and they have brought through talented young players under the radar. I'm not talking about absolute top drawer county minor players, but very, very good club minor players are coming through. Some of them played county. What what I always felt was, in the last couple of years, that they were missing a sort of a trigger man close to goal, a fellow who can poach a few points. Yeah. They, they, always, they have a goal threat. Dylan is a big reason for that. They can get goals. So I actually looked up in their, in their five championship matches last year, the points tallies that they scored to see was I talk was I talking rubbish, and they scored eight points, eight points, nine points, thirteen points, and seven points. So they actually they are missing someone to gather a loose ball, fling it over the bar, a, a poacher. They had that with uh, with Dara going there when they won the championship. Say, yeah. But yeah. he he's on the panel, but he's not he's not on the team now. They had it when they went to the final before that. They had Anthony Corcoran. They haven't replaced those poachers. That's right, even like Ryan McCormick going back a couple of years would 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 always tag in a few points. Yeah, as they well. don't see, they don't have like Bar- Barry Riley aside. Joe Dillon's not a big point man. No. like he's more he's more Gold. likely to get you two two than four points nearly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kiligary are in at eight, possibly a little bit low. Um, they I, they played their best football of the season in the first round against against the Gales last year. Ten points up at half time, wobbled in the second half, but can't, but got the win. Lost to Rammer. A very good Rammer team, in my opinion. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> lost to them next time out. Uh, but they lost Connor Smith then. I was at that game again, to a bad injury against Lavi. They rallied very well to get a draw in that game. Then they led in the five goals against Goodhill. But then in, they found their groove belatedly against Balinha. And you were, you were at that game. You were telling me it was a great performance. Oh, blister. Up blister. in Drummond. So that's what they can do. Now, they, they needed new blood because... I remember looking, I think it was like 2006 when they were in a in a championship semi-final and going right through to, to about to 2014 or 15 and there was something like 12 of the same lads. Yeah. So they needed new blood, but the new blood has arrived. And it's got quality. It's serious quality, but what what has 
what has hurt them is injuries. So if you take Connor Smith, Matty McKenna, Dara Kennedy, three county standard lads, and they've all had had long term injuries. Yeah. So if they can get everyone fit, I think they're comfortably top eight and possibly better. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay, in at seven for me is lacking. People are thinking I'm, I'm I'm too too nice here, but it's coming. In at seven for me is lacking. Uh, last few years they've tended to play their best football in the league. Um, for some reason, started like a steam train again last year. Won the first five games, had a dip, lost David Wilson. He was he was sick, and that unsettled their backline. In the championship they drew with Rammer. Good win against Kingscourt. Beat Coothill in that very bad match, and then were slaughtered by the Gales in the in the sort of dead rubber for them. Which set up a quarter final against Lavi, lost in a replay. Yeah. <coughs> so they're not far off. It's the second time in three years they've lost championship quarter final in a replay. They have the power or, and feeling ability and athleticism in the middle of the field with the two Galligans and, and Niall McCarron. And they have Ray Galligan up front, who's still a brilliant inside man. But I think what they're missing, they're short on defenders and they're short on pace. Yeah. So they're short on pace at both ends of the field. And when all else is equal, pace pace makes a big difference. Like so. But the margins are fine, so they have beaten most of the best teams in the county in the last few years, so you wouldn't put it past them to go on and make, make a county final if everything clicked for them, but they are lacking a wee bit in those areas. Pardon the pun. In at six, Lavi. Uh, they're, they're unusual in that they don't play well in the league. They were fourth in Division 2 last year, yeah. uh, but they're a championship team. Here's a stat for you, Damien. No team in Cavan has lost fewer games in the championship than Lavi. Since 2016, Lavi have only lost four matches in the championship since 2016. No team has lost three. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, like that's incredible. Their their championship consistency is amazing. They, they have a freakish amount of draws, so you can look at that one of two ways. But it says one thing: they're very hard to beat. Yeah, they've only lost four games out of 18, I think. Yeah, and yet you wouldn't you wouldn't say that they're defensive. You wouldn't look at them when they set up and say, well, they bring huge numbers back. That's why they're hard to beat. No, they're not. They're not. They're, like, they, they're mean, but they're, they're, they still can score. They still attack, like with Tierney and, and Duke up front. And, you know, there, there's a lot of options there for them. So I suppose that I'd, I'd love to actually just sit down and figure out maybe it's the depth of panel that Kevin McDonald has realised. Well, there's no point in me busting lads for the league. Let me make sure I've just got everybody right for championship, and we give it a good run. Yeah, and like it's, it's probably it's probably a good policy. It probably is a good policy. Um, Once you can keep the belief in the in the players that you know, uh, maybe some players or some teams would say, "Oh, geez, look, we're only Division Two, and we can't get promoted out of it. How are we going to compete with senior teams?" But obviously, he's keeping belief in the players the whole way through that. Look, this is just building us towards championship. Don't worry about the league, you know. So, it's, 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 it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant strategy once it works. Hmm. But imagine if it flopped. Well, I, I think I think to go to kick on a bit, like playing Division One football, would definitely help them a lot. Um, possibly, possibly, or it could hinder them because they're ex- they're putting so much effort. We we'll say like Lara, putting so much effort into. Division one and staying there and playing the big teams all the time, or either that getting beat in games and maybe well betting games in Division one and confidence is dropping. Mm. That maybe it doesn't work. Like, it, what's the Horland stat? The last two All Ireland winning Horland 
champions have come from Division Two. Division One B, yeah. Division One B, so yeah. Probably it's an interesting one. It they're, is an interesting they're, one. They're, they're a case study. What's interesting with Lavi is four or five very good footballers have just kind of quit playing. They've drifted away from football up there, and I know they've kind of made an effort to get some of the lads back. Yeah, they're kind of not interested in it. It's a pity because if they could get those four or five lads back. That had pushed them into a county final. It possibly would, yeah. They, were, they only got semi-final in a replay to the eventual winners this year. In at five, and this is where we're going to fall out, I've got Cavan Gales. And the, what, the way I described it in the paper was, if it's always darkest before the dawn, the opposite is also true. The decline can come very quickly after a glorious high. So cast your mind back to the 22nd of July last year, Damien. Lovely summer's evening, up in Cross Keys, all county league final between Cavan Gales and Castran. At half time in that game, the Gales were six points up, and that was the high water mark. If you'd have just stopped the, stopped the video there, yeah, at half half time in that game, they they had lost one match in eighteen months, which was the Ulster Club final to Slotnail. No team in Cavan had beaten them in league or championship. Here they were, six points up and tying with their with their main rivals. Something happened. They lost the second half. Well, they ended up losing the game by by five or five points or something. Something happened after that, and whatever went wrong with the Gales, they only won one game out of five in the championship. Now they did have a load of draws, and where I'm going to be saying that the draws are a good thing for Garna and a good thing, a positive for Lavi that they're hard to beat. So it is a bit off the wall to be saying, "Well, a draw is a bad thing for the Gales." But you have to remember where we'll say Garna are coming from compared to where the Gales are coming from. If you're a young team coming up and you're getting draws against the big teams, it's a positive. If you're a big team, maybe coming down. And you're you're getting draws. You're you expecting see, to win. My question on my question on this is: You're ranking the teams as of the 16th of January, this current moment. Is that it, or is this a prediction or a, or a no? Or this a reflection. I'm, I'm ranking the teams as of now. As of now, I, and yet you're taken into you're taken into as as we, as we'll go on a wee before you're taken into a body of work over the last 12 months. But you take it for the first six months of that year. Cavan Gales were number one. Yeah, but so you have to, it has to be, you have to weight it towards recent form. The championship is the be all and end all as well. So in terms of championship form last year, the Cavan Gales won one game. They won one yeah. game out of five. So still, I I still don't agree with. And I can't see, I can't see. I feel like they they have momentum going in the wrong way. You take Crush Law, Garner, they have momentum going in the right way. The Gales are seem to be on the slide, and if you take the the team that. They used 19 players against Garna in the quarter-final last year and only two of them will be under the age of 25 by the time the county final comes around this year. So that's old in current football terms. Yeah, no, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll take that one off you altogether. Like 25 isn't a good figure to jump in as an age because your, your peak is between 25 and 30. Mm. Like that, that's when you're at your absolute best. Well, like it's I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about where's improvement coming from. Like how many under twenty fives are on the Mullahorn team? Yeah, but but yeah. I, while I understand your point, players aren't going to improve. But, you said yourself, players decline. aren't going to improve after twenty five very much. Nah, dude, but the, but you're still talking about players who have won senior championships. Like there, where where if you're looking at the decline of Calvin Gales, you look at the top end and say, well, look at there's whatever number of players there are above the age of thirty five or above the age of 32 or 33, whatever way you wanted to put that. But be, the, the 25 is the wrong mark to take them and, and say that well, this okay, is... Well, take the 30 mark then. If you take that team to play, I don't have the team in front of me, but you're talking about the likes of Kieran Flynn, Niall Gurry, um, 
Levi Murphy, Mickey Ling, Shawnee Johnston, they're all 30 or over. Would Levi be 30? He would, he would be 30, yeah. Coming into Declan Meehan. They're all, all, uh, all 30 or over. And they're all lads that played. So you're talking about a third of the team on the wrong side of 30. And then it's not like there's a big gap like Crush Law have. I still, I still don't think that they're fifth on the ranking on it. I think that I just can't see where the, where, where the improvement is going to come from because they don't have the young talent coming on. But you still have... You still have like you're talking about improvement as in new bodies they still have enough players of the 25 to 32 age bracket that are are still going to be in their peak or very close to their peak to compete at senior championship level like what if if nothing has been learned from Calvin Gales over the last few years is when you think they're at their lowest they're coming you know yeah, I, I I just can't see it I just can't see it and and it'll be interesting looking at the teams above them I can't see how you could rank uh, Garna below them based on last year. They played three times last year. Two draws and Garna won the, the other one by five points. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. So Garna have got to go in there for... Um, or got to go in there just ahead of Calvin Gales. Yeah, Calvin Gales. Like their, their young players have arrived. And if you look at their at their young players, Conor Brady, Keen Madden, Robbie Fitzpatrick, Ryan Madden, Ocean Pearson, these are all young players that are improving. There are very few young players that are improving on the Gales team. That's my point. If anything, there's lads over 30 that that are probably not improving at this stage, if we're honest. So, Garner in a four. Now, this is where you disagree with me. I have got Rammer in a three. Yeah. And I, I'm basing that on the talent that's in their squad, the fact that... the fact you that see, You see, now, that's, that, that first point alone it throws it off for me. That, that you're, you're saying the talent within the squad, but yet you're ignoring the talent within the Gales squad. I know, I'm, not, I'm not ignoring it. I have the Gales a five. I'm not ignoring the talent in the Gales squad. It's not like I have them a ten. But... Like okay, at cr- you can see now the way this this list is shaping up. Kasrahan are one, yeah. Krushlar are two, yeah. Rammer Nobody are three. Nobody can argue those two. Rammer are three, Garner are four. The Gales have to go in at five at best. No. And Lavi got Lavi got to the semi final last year and uh, lost in a replay. It was a be- much better championship performance well, how, than the Gales. How is Rammer ahead of Garner, Cavan Gales, and Lavi then? Rammer, Rammer. If you're taking most recent performances, then you're you're talking into the championship. Rammer didn't have a good championship. Rammer beat Kiligari. Rammer got to the to the quarter final, lost by three points to to um, Krushlaw. Yeah, they were they were second in the league table in Division One. I think that Rammer have as good a squad as what's <laughs> Landa, out there. You're talking with the league table. Cavan Gales were top of the league. Yeah, I know, I know that, I know that. But the Gales flopped in the championship. I wouldn't say Rammer completely flopped. <sighs> they, they also drew how, how, drew Lacken. How how could Rammer's championship not have been described as a flop when? They didn't make a semi-final. Like we were talking a couple of years ago about Rammer and the potential of them going on to dominate Calvin for the next decade. And what's happened there? You, I, I just don't understand how Rammer could be ahead of Gauna. I can, I can make, see Gauna as you're making me point for me. You're making me point for me. You're, you're saying that a, that a couple of years. It's only a couple of years because we were saying Rammer had the potential to dominate the county, and I'm saying yeah, and they still have. They still have that. Yep. Pa- they still have that. Ta- they haven't lost any players. If anything, they're a year or two older, and now they've they, they won kind of ahead of the curve. Now they've, now they've been down, and like if there's anything to them at all, they should be stung and looking to come back. Yeah. And they've got Ray Cole here as well. Yeah, and and the Ray Cole factor is going to be huge in the future. But I'm talking about current rankings on today's 
I cannot see how Rammer are ahead of Gown and Cavan Gales on the 2018 showing. I, I just don't think that... I think they underachieved in 2018. I completely agree with you. The, and I think, I think they'll bounce back. Whereas but I don't think the Gales necessarily underachieved. I, I I think possibly that's the Gales level now. I don't think so. I, I, I that's think, where we disagree. I, I think you're I think you're way off on that. I think that the Gales they hit a wobble. We talked about Lara earlier on and how they you know they were peaking early on and they just wobble and if they can just get that because that's all they hit. They hit a wobble. Well, I think there's, the I think there's ordinary players in that Gales team um, that wouldn't have made, wouldn't have gotten near the Gales team a few years ago and wouldn't make the Rammer team. That's that's my own, and that's nothing against the Gales. Yeah. Like I was, uh, nobody was singing their praises louder than me when they were going well. But I, I do feel that their their time has come at the, come and gone at the minute. I, 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 my my top five, and I have to say I, I wouldn't have major disagreements on any of the rest of them. But my top five would have Rammer at fifth, or maybe even sixth with Lavi on 2018's performance, sixth in behind Lavi. But it'd be Gauna in third, Cavan Gales in fourth. Rammer Lavi's fifth, sixth in there. That that'd be the way I'd be breaking that down on it. I I think I think your geographical location has 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 given you the bias that, that Rammer are better than the. <laughs> I think your geographical location maybe has given so, you the maybe bias. So yeah, it it could be, it could be, but it's it, that's what I say about it. Like we were on WhatsApp over and back when you were sending me on the list and debating it for a couple of hours so I'm sure a lot of people will have debates about different ones whether Mullerhorn should be at 11th but I'm not getting involved in that one but it's a it's it's a very very good article it's well worth reading and it's well worth uh, well worth debating with your mates over who you think the top 20 should be so uh, well done a a brilliant idea Paul I have to say and and, uh, pick up this week's Anglo Celt to get a a read of that and, and a lot more on top so I think that's all we have time for. We, we we cut the argument nice and short, Paul, because I didn't want to be getting too hot and heavy on the listeners. But thanks very much, everyone, for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavin.com. Don't forget to head on over to patreon.com forward slash wearecavin if you want to listen back to our podcast this week where we dug into the memories uh, earliest Cavan memories of, of the listeners of our podcast so um, everybody who got in contact on social media we, we brought your memories out on that podcast so uh, don't forget as well to support our sponsors it's vital that you uh, support them at every opportunity they keep these podcasts going so thanks to McAvoy's to Brady's and to Callahan Electrical Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.